is Express FM. Supported by City of Portsmouth College. We are passionately Pompey. It is a new era at Fratton Park. There's a new man down there in the dugout. What a goal! Oh, a wonderful strike! Pure, unadulterated Pompey. Absolutely thrilled to be here. You know, everything that I was expecting coming into City and coming into the football club has been matched and more. Action and reaction. I think you probably saw on the pitch that there was a lot that we'd worked on in a short space of time. I think it's really good positive signs for the future. Certainly really excited to be playing under him and excited for what we can achieve this season now. Giving Pompey fans a voice. It's been immensely frustrating to still be in League One after six years. This is the Football Hour. Fans' interest in this division peaked a long time ago and it's stagnating. We've got to get out of this division and into the Championship. On to the next challenge marches John Musino, who suffered his first defeat as Blues head coach last weekend. There is the whistle from Bobby Madley. John Musino takes defeat as Portsmouth manager for the first time. That 2-1 loss away at Peterborough last time out put a brief halt to Pompey's resurgence up the League One table, moving from 10th down to 11th place with 20 matches still to play. Later this evening, we'll come on to preview the next game and hear from some new signings as well. Deshaun Bernard was the first of two additions to the squad on deadline day. My agent told me about the move and I thought it's a move that's good for me to again show everyone what I'm about and how I play really. And he was joined later that evening by Fleetwood winger Paddy Lane, who talks about the kind of player he is. I like to create chances, but I'll also work hard for the team. I'll do my job off the ball. And yeah, I like to be able to get the crowd off his seat, really, and make sure they've paid to watch a game. So give them what they've come for, really. We will also be looking ahead to the Blues' next game. Barnsley are the opponents for Pompey this weekend, and John Messino has been previewing that game, as well as the talk about the kind of environment that he wants to create for his new signings. First of all, socially, they're comfortable around the place, and we like to make it a really welcoming environment. And I know from the welcome that I got from everyone here, it's a really easy place to, to settle in, not just in the squad, but with, with all of the staff and everyone around the city. So that's the most important thing. So, as ever, plenty on the agenda for us to get through between now and and 7 o'clock. You join us here on 93.7 Express FM for the latest instalment of the Football Hour. Let's do this. This is the Football Hour 93.7 Express FM. A very good evening and welcome to the show, which is brought to you this season by Stagecoach Across the South, getting you from A to B across the South and through Hampshire with little fuss. For more information, head to stagecoachbus.com. We'll hear the first interviews with both Deshaun Bernard and Paddy Lane throughout the next 60 minutes as well as the pre-Barnsley thoughts of the Blues head coach too but we're also eager to know what's on your mind back home are you happy with the business completed not just on deadline day but throughout the January transfer window as well given the additions made to the squad since Danny Cowley's departure have you renewed confidence of Pompey finishing in a playoff spot come the end of the season and how do you think tomorrow's game between Pompey and Barnsley will unfold at Fratton Park it's 81400 on the text if you'd like to get involved tonight be sure to start those messages with the word express otherwise you can email your thoughts to sport at expressfm.com include at expressfm within your tweets on Twitter or come and join us on Facebook facebook.com forward slash Pompey Live. And to give you a bit of time to do just that, we're going to now revisit how it all unfolded six days ago in the Blues' most recent outing. They took on Peterborough United in John Messino's third game in charge after the opening two had both resulted in victory. Andy Moon and Guy Whittingham were your commentary team at London Road. Everything we do 
is passionately pumping. A wonderful goal! Every second of the action is right here. Jason scores! 90 minutes of passionately pompy commentary. He scored! This is... You want to believe it! Pompey Live. Both sides in their huddle. Portsmouth all in black with gold sleeves going from left to right as we look at things from our position in the main stand. Peterborough in traditional colours. They will go from right to left. Now there's a chance for a cross to come in for Peter on the right. They break into the box. Shot on goal. It's going to be put in the back of the net by Johnson, Clark, Harris. And Peterborough have taken the lead. Pompey looked across to the assistant referee. The flag did not go up. Johnson Clark Harris on the left hand side and trying to squiff away from Raggett. Swanson works into trouble there. Does he commit a foul? He does! And it's a penalty kick for Peterborough. Oh, Pompey could do with some heroics from their goalkeeper here. Clark Harris strikes it, scores! Firmly struck into the bottom corner. Macy goes the right way, but he had no chance. It's a good penalty. It's a long way back from here for Portsmouth. Peterborough United 2, Portsmouth 0. That is the end of the first half here at London Road. And it is the home side, Peterborough United, who are ahead by two goals to nil. And now Pompey are in real trouble, because Mason Clark's away, and there's only Louis Thompson to beat. Thompson, can he stand him up? It's a great chance for three for Peterborough, and Macy saves. Bishop's got a chance, and Bishop can't get the shot away. Still there for Pompey, and they have got one back. Rico Hackett, goal will stand. Peterborough are fuming, they felt there was a foul in the build-up. The goal has been disallowed, and it looks like for offside. Towler tries a chip ball in towards the penalty area, it's fallen loose, and Hackett, can he get the shot away? Good from Hackett, and the ball is into the back of the net, and Portland have pulled one back. I think it's going to go down as an own goal. Yeah, it's off Thompson. But Portsmouth have halved the deficit and have got just over three minutes left now to try and see if they can find a way to get a leveller. I don't think this one's going to be disallowed, but you don't want to speak too soon. Peterborough 2, Portsmouth 1. There is the whistle from Bobby Madley. John Messino takes the beat as Portsmouth manager for the first time in what was a fraught second half. Poppy really came back into it in the last 15 minutes, but they couldn't find themselves a way to get themselves a point. It's finished. Peterborough 2, Portsmouth 1. Every second of the action is right here. Pompey Live on Express FM with Aqua Cars. That result and scorelines elsewhere meant Pompey dropped down from 10th to 11th in the revised League One standings. Ben, and join me on this evening's show between now and 7 o'clock to talk a little bit about that, but also to highlight Pompey's new signings from deadline day and to preview the Blues trip, or not trip rather, <laughs> we're at home tomorrow, uh, the Blues game against Barnsley at Fratton Park this weekend. Pleased to welcome onto the show for once more, Sam Macy. Sam, a very good evening to yourself, sir. Evening, Jake. Always a pleasure to uh, be on the show. I'm not there in person today. Uh, yeah, it's always good to catch up. 
likewise uh, reflects it back to yourself, Sam. There were, there was supposed to be three of us. Um, Hugh, Hugh Bunce from the PO Forecast is having a few issues. Um, we're going to try and get him between now and seven, but it's not looking promising. Uh, regardless, I do thank Hugh for his efforts this evening trying to get onto the show, and we will make up for that, um, I'm sure, later down the line, get Hugh back on to the football hour another time. So, Sam, it is just the two of us. Are you, are you ready? <laughs> always, always ready, mate. Always happy to talk, Pompey. Yeah, plenty to get through between now and seven o'clock. We're also going to hear uh, from the likes of Deshaun Bernard, Paddy Lane, John Messino himself, Alex Tatner, uh, one of the uh, representatives from Portsmouth Football Club, talking about the upcoming Green Football Weekend. And, of course, plenty of conversation coming in from back home on the text tweets and emails as well. Let's get straight to one of them. Then Graham Snow on the emails says, I think Pompey have had a good transfer window. Let's hope the deadline day signings can hit the ground running and push us towards the playoff places. Graham Snow from the Isle of Wight. Thank you very much for getting in touch on this evening's show, Graham. Um, yeah, Sam, we'll, we'll get straight to it then because, you know, we've had a recap of that Peterborough game last weekend. We had a bit of a moan about it on Monday night, especially with the controversial or perhaps non-controversial, non-goal, you know, Pompey could have taken a, a point away from London Road. We, we've had our, our, our gruntle about that. We'll move on to deadline day, Sam. Deshaun Bernard, first of all, announced uh, that he was a, a Pompey player on loan from Manchester United. Right-sided centre-back can also play in the right-back position as well. Promising player. He's had a couple of loan spells as well. Salford City, um, Hull City as well in the Championship. Got some Tier 2 minutes under his belt as well. What did you make of the signing when you heard of that announced? Yeah, I think for me, it was a really exciting signing. I think centre-half, I think a lot of Pompey fans know that that's where we've needed cover, obviously since Clark Robertson's injury and then Michael Morrison going to Cambridge. So it's, it's nice that we managed to get the deal done. I think you're, you're never going to sign a bad player when they, they play for Manchester United. Um, I think from what I saw on Twitter from, from Hull fans, I, I, it's, it's really exciting. A lot of them saying that he shouldn't be anywhere near League One. He's sort of a, a championship player at, at least. So it's, it's really exciting. It, it shows sort of Again, I think everyone was surprised when John Moutinho took over, and I think maybe that that those people skills has, has, has been what's attracted Deshaun Bernard to the club, and, and I think it's a real coup. And hopefully, for the rest of the season, he can he can form a partnership with Riley Taylor or Sean Raggett, whoever mm. is going to be be slotted in alongside. It's, yeah, I think it's a real coup, and I'm I'm really excited to see him tomorrow at Fram Park. Yeah, so D- Deshaun Bernard, one of the new signings from uh, Tuesday's deadline day. Uh, of course, Sean Raggett also um, available for tomorrow's game. Riley Taylor, the new signing from earlier in the transfer window. Sam Clark Robertson, um, the, the stated club captain at the start of the campaign, that seems to have changed hands in his absence in recent weeks to Marlon Pack. Assuming Clark Robertson is not available for tomorrow's game, we've not heard otherwise. Um, so that really leaves us to Sean Bernard, Riley Towler, Sean Raggett, perhaps even Conor Ogilvy, um, depending on the situation with Denzel Hume as well. Sam, given those four options, who would you go for as a back two tomorrow, assuming, assuming that John Messino sticks with that four at the back? Um, I think that it's... it's... Uh, he'll get as good as mine, to be honest, Jake. If it was, if it, if it was up to me, I think you, you've got to stick with Ogilvy and Swanson at, at fullbacks, and then I think that you you probably want to. I, I probably wouldn't chuck Bernard in straight away. Maybe maybe give give Towler and and Raggett one more go together. But I think it's it's uh, Raggett has look a bit. He, he sort of in one of those spells which he goes through where he sort of seems to make a few mistakes. So he'll go through these patches where he's one of the most solid defenders in League One, and then he'll sort of 
a three or four game spell where we'll sort of misjudge a few and make a couple of mistakes. And I think he, he's sort of in that slump at the minute. Um, I think the, the Bolton game a few weeks ago, um, just before Messino came in, I think that that was a prime example. Um, but I think I think for the time being, just 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 keep the centre half pair, pairing as, as as it is, and then uh, sort of give Deshaun Bernard another week to sort of build a relationship with the two and then make a judgment who his partner's going to be going forward. Yeah. The Sean Bedard, of course, has played a handful of games for the Manchester United under-23s this season, um, last in senior football. Last season, uh, as I mentioned earlier on loan at Hull City uh, in the Championship, making 26 appearances uh, in the second division for the Tigers this season. Before that, again, as I mentioned, on loan at Salford City in League Two. He arrives from Manchester United... All six foot two of him. Um, that is 1.89 metres, if you're interested. Um, Metric-wise, he's a centre-back, as I mentioned. Can also play right-side of centre-back on loan from the Red Devils of Manchester United. He's been given for squad number 28. So 22 years of age is age is Deshaun Bernard. Um, Sam, we've mentioned the loan spells he's had, particularly in the Championship with Hull, but plenty of experience at under-23 level. Uh, fantastic um, upbringing um, in terms of his youth career, um, moving from Chelsea to Manchester United. There are some cracking academies out there, Sam, and you don't really get much better than Chelsea and Manchester United themselves. The facilities, the money they've got, you'd like to think they've produced a very special player there. Yeah, you don't you don't get many bad players going going through those academies. That they've clearly got something. I think you look at the. The player we had on loan from last season from from Manchester City, a very similar academy in Gavin Bazunu, and he he was a complete game changer and deservedly one of our best players of the season last year. Um, I can yeah, I think I think one thing which you always say with with under twenty threes players is is sort of is the physicality going to be an issue? And I don't think that's going to be an issue for Deshaun Barnard if he's if he's played a lot of games games at senior level. Just sort of just from looking at him, he looks like a, a, a big strong lad, and hopefully he's going to be able to sort of bring a bit of physicality and a bit of power and a bit of pace back to that back to that defence, which is sort of something which we've lacked in the last few weeks. But yeah, it's it's really exciting and mm. I think to have someone with that sort of pedigree, Manchester United and Chelsea, yeah. it just shows what 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 good signing is probably going to be for the club. Yeah. Uh, Deshaun Bernard, of course, uh, new signing for Pompey on loan from Manchester United. He made his senior debut for United in a Europa League match against Astana uh, back in November 2019. However, did score her own goal in that game as United lost by two goals to one, yet to make a Premier League appearance. However, has featured in Europe for Manchester United. Time now to hear from Deshaun himself. The new Blues defender spoke to Max Swatton on Tuesday, shortly after his arrival on loan from Manchester United. Well, Deshaun, welcome to Portsmouth Football Club. How does it feel to have signed? Yeah, really excited to, to sign here and can't wait to, to get going and playing in front of the fans, really. What excites you about the challenge here at Portsmouth? Uh, just a diff different league to, to, to get game time and I'm excited to be playing uh, men's football again. Obviously I've been out injured so I was doing my rehab with the, the under-23s but I'm excited to, to get back playing in the league again. Just talk to us about your injury. Injury. What's it like? What's the recovery journey been like yeah, for you? It's been tough. It's been, it's been tough. It's been a, a hump in the road but uh, happy to see I've finally gotten over it. But yeah, I'd done my hamstring so it was a big recovery period um, but I just made sure I got that right and fully fit and strong now. So how did this move come about? Uh, obviously my agent my agent told me told me about the move and I thought it, it's a move that's good for me um, to, to again show everyone 
what what I'm about um, and how I play really. And what have your chats with the gaffer been like? Yeah, really, really, really positive. He knows uh, he's got good ambitions for the club and he knows where he wants to take it and it, it aligns with mine really. You were on loan at Hull City last year, 26 appearances you made. What were some of the key things you learned whilst, whilst being there? Um, I think it was just rise up to the challenge playing against better opposition really. Um, obviously some of the teams were in the Prem so it was a good challenge playing against like Fulham with Mitch Fitch up front so it was a good good test for me. And just tell us what type of defender you are and, and how you like to play. Yeah. I'm a defender that's quite quite aggressive, quick, quite comfortable on the ball to, to step in and, and play through the line. So. What attributes can you bring to this team? Uh, I think I can bring, bring a lot really. I can really be a big voice, get the, get the team going, um, hopefully chipping with a few goals. Um, but yeah, just a big vocal point uh, for the team and, and obviously my attributes on the ball, which I think can really help the team. You had your first training session this morning with the lads. How did you, how did you find it out there? Yeah, it was really good. The, the lads really welcomed me. They seemed like a really good, good bunch of lads, so I think I'll settle in quite quick. Now, you joined from Manchester United on a loan deal until the end of the season. So what are your aims between now and then, both personally yeah. and as a team? I think as a team, uh, the, I think the main goal is just to fight for the, the playoff positions and get the team back in the championship where it belongs. But personally, I think just me playing a lot of games, keep developing as a player and then looking from there. Deshaun Bernard speaking to Max Swatton on deadline day after his arrival from Manchester United was announced on the club's media platforms. Um, Sam just heard there from Deshaun Bernard. Happy with, with what, you, what you've heard there from, from the defender and what he might be able to bring to this team? Yeah, absolutely. It's always nice when sort of a player speaks uh, very highly of the club and sort of almost from, from the first interview sort of understands the club and, and, and what it means to actually play for the shirt and if the interview is anything to go by I think we've got a real player um, yeah speaks really well and I'm, I'm really excited to see him in, in the blue and white mm. so hopefully it's going to be a successful six months from down on the south coast mm. Sam thank you right it is time now for a very quick break and after which we'll hear what convinced Paddy Lane to make the move down south reflecting on past visits as an opposition player I've played twice at Fratton now and both times it's been unbelievable I remember walking out from the tunnel both times thinking this is superb so when I heard Pompey were interested it was a no brainer for me really I sort of said to my agent I said if we can I need to go down there and buzzing to be here and get it over the line really in deadline day so much more to come here on the Football Hour so please stick around we'll be back in just a few minutes this is the Football Hour 93.7 Express FM go by bus go greener with Stagecoach next stop a cleaner greener future did you know that if we all ditch the car and switch to a bus just once a month for a year, we'd save the UK 2 million tonnes of CO2? Switch to bus, because by switching, you can make a big difference. Get on board a Stagecoach bus for a cleaner, greener future. For more information, go to switchtobus.com. This is the Football Hour, 93.7 Express FM. Welcome back to the Football Hour on Express FM, driven to you by Stagecoach Across the South. You join us here on part two of tonight's show, and if you've only just tuned in, well, where have you been? We've already covered in brief the events of Pompey's last game at Peterborough and heard from Deshaun Bernard, the first of two signings made by John Musino on deadline day. Fear not, though, as you can listen back to the show a whole host of ways. We will, as we do every week, be replaying it here on Express FM between 4 and 5am on Saturday. 
Saturday morning, or you can download and replay this evening's episode as well as any other previous show from the last couple of seasons by visiting either the Apple or Google podcast apps or even Spotify now too. Sam Macy joins me here on the show this evening. And and Sam, we spoke before the break about Deshaun Bernard, the first of two signings for the Blues on deadline day. He arrives on loan. Does this frustrate you or are you able to perhaps understand on this occasion why a loan move was preferred perhaps over a permanent deal, maybe even for another player? No, I I completely understand the deal. Um, I think a lot of Pompey fans have been frustrated with the the amount of loan players which we've signed in the last couple of years and sort of built up the spine of our team. Um, but no, when you, when you can see players sort of like who've played at higher levels and, and sort of young and got a lot of potential and who you know are going to make a difference and, and be key, mem- key members of the team for the rest of the season, I think it only makes sense. Um, obviously, it can go one of two ways. You look at the January signings we made last year, you've got on one side, you've got Hayden Carter, then the other side, you've got Tyler Walker. I think... They're, they're dart throws and the only way to find out and, and give these young players experience is, is, is by taking them online. If they're game changers, then it's, a, it's best for both parties. Um, and if you look at someone like Deshaun Bernard, like I can't imagine us being able to to get him on a permanent signing. So would you rather have someone of that sort of calibre and pedigree for six months or would you rather rather not have them at all? I think if, if, you, if it's sort of someone from the same league um, who... Sort of mediocre player, then I can understand the frustration. But when it's young players with massive pedigree and who are going to improve your team, then I think it's only it's it's only a good thing to take them on loan. Hmm. Uh, we do have a text in from Tim in Portsmouth. It says more loans and no serious money spent to the transfer window suggests to me that this season is as good as over. Will be interesting to see how many points we now get from the Barnsley and Plymouth games. Tim uh, in Portsmouth, there. Thank you very much for your text into tonight's show. Um, Paddy Lane was the second uh, of the two signings on deadline day. The winger joined the Blues uh, on a permanent deal, a three-and-a-half-year contract from Fleetwood Town, 21 years of age, born in Halifax, and has played for the likes of Hyde United, Farsley Celtic and Fleetwood Town themselves. Two appearances for the Northern Ireland senior team, and, uh, yeah, plenty of potential has Paddy Lane fallen a bit out of favour under the new manager, at Fleetwood, um, that is Scott Brown, the former Celtic captain, and plenty of Fleetwood fans on social media disappointed to see Paddy Lane leave the club, perhaps not utilised um, to his strengths that, that perhaps previous managers had um, with, with Paddy Lane at the club. So joins Pompey with that uh, potential, as I mentioned, three-and-a-half-year contract, only 21 years of age. That's only for a couple of weeks. This is his birthday soon. Um, Paddy Lane will be turning 22 um, yeah, the second of those two signings, Sam, on Tuesday, a reported fee of around about a quarter of a million pounds. And given the experience he's had already in the Football League and the excitement, you know, the kind of prospect that he is, that really fits the ethos of the club at the moment, doesn't it? With a sporting director in place for signings of, for example, Riley Towley, he fits that bill, does Paddy Lane. Yeah, massively. I think if you look at someone who's got League One experience, has done well at League One level and has been touted for, for interest from higher up the pyramid, obviously Brighton r- r- rumoured to have made a £2 million bid for him. Um, I think people, like a lot of Pompey fans wanted us to spend money and I think this is a, a perfect way to sort of, to sort of yeah, to, 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 to do that. It fits the, the bill of what the club want to do. Young, exciting, high potential player who in a few years, if he if he 
becomes a first team regular, we could probably sell him for a, a fair a fair bit of profit. Um, yeah, I, I don't really understand why he's not really played a lot this season for Fleetwood. I remember them coming down to Fran Park last season and I think they went 3-0 up or, or something like that at Fran Park and, and he was one of the best players on the pitch. Um, and I, it's, it's, it's really exciting to see sort of a young player, a lot of flair and a lot of ability to come down to Fran Park and hopefully get the fans off their seats. Mm. Um, an interesting, relatively new Twitter account, um, Hancock Analysis, uh, believe I run, uh, believe uh, it's run by a, a lad called Jack Hancock. Um, it's fantastic and, and really in-depth analysis and statistical um, comments in regards to anything. <laughs> Really Pompey related. Um, yeah, I do urge you go check it out. That's at Hancock Analysis. Um, some interesting notes in regards to Paddy Lane and how we could potentially fit into this Portsmouth side. Um, he's got a very good left foot. He's versatile. He can play on either wing. He can also play as an eight or a number 10 as well. The ability to drift wide, cut inside as well. And he's got uh, the ability to, uh, to, to perform some long shots as well, known to... To, to have a go from range to heat map shows that he's predominantly on the right-hand side but can, can drift over to the left as well and provide that sort of support on either side of the pitch. So, yeah, thanks to Hancock Analysis on Twitter for providing that bit of detail about Paddy Lane. Um, Sam, we, we mentioned in part one to Sean Bernard and the potential for him coming straight into this side with Riley Towler, Sean Raggett um, performing as they are at the moment, the injury to Clark Robertson. Paddy Lane, um, where does he fit straight into this team? If we're looking ahead to tomorrow's game against Barnsley, does he immediately provide that bit of competition for the likes of Michael Jacobs, Ronan Curtis and Owen Dale? Or like Deshaun Bernard, do you think he perhaps would be better sort of utilised, eased in off the bench for the first couple of games? I can see him being on the bench tomorrow. I think he'll start on the bench tomorrow, but I can. I think I'd like to see him from the start, obviously Ronan Curtis was, was really good in the first couple of games under John Messino and he sort of unfortunately got that knock and an injury in his out for a couple of weeks. So I'm hoping that he might get a start um a start tomorrow, sort of line up on, on the left opposite Owen Dale. Um and I think he's left footed as well. So we haven't really had that. Obviously under Cowler we played with with wingers cutting in and sort of using their their weak foot to sort of cut in and shoot. It'd be quite nice for him, sort of Paddy Lane to get in on that left-hand side, beat his man and sort of whip some balls mm. into Colby Bishop as we know in the six-yard box. If you if you give Colby Bishop the service, he's going to score the goals. And I'd, I'd, I'd love to see Paddy Lane hopefully be able to do that for Colby on tomorrow and, and, and going forward. Yeah. Um, even even as a 10, if you want to play a 4-2-3-1, it might, it, we, we haven't had a 10 since Gary Roberts left. And <laughs> I think it's, yeah, it's, it's a position which Pompey fans have been screaming out for for the last five six seasons so mm. if he's a 10 then that fits the bill and, and sort of that's something which we've not had and will give us a different dimension to to well really what what we've had in league one since we've been promoted yeah um interesting as well that last summer paddy lane uh, was reportedly interested uh, or having interest taken in him by uh, premier league outfit brighton and hove albion a reported two million pound figure um was was thrown around for him um so to arrive at pompey for uh, again a reported two hundred and fifty thousand pounds uh, paddy lane quite the bargain uh, in comparison johnny dark on twitter's had his say he says happy with the young talent we've brought in like most disappointed we couldn't get giovanni brown over the line being 28 and going for a free at the end of the season he's probably waiting for a big payday may as well get used to mid table for another season says johnny dark um on twitter there Johnny, thank you 
for getting in touch. Uh, Pompey Kai says that signing a 20-year-old Towler and a 21-year-old Lane, both on permanent deals from clubs whose fans are disappointed to see them go, is very decent. That to go along with Swanson and Lowry too, who have both signed this season. I'm slowly starting to see a vision here. Pompey Kai on Twitter um, having his say um, plenty more to get through between now and 7 o'clock as well we're, we're currently talking about the the transfer dealings that Pompey have had in this window of course you mentioned earlier Sam Michael Morrison departing club earlier this week to go to Cambridge United but let's talk about the, the January transfer window as a whole because as we know Sam this window for Pompey fans can be quite disappointing uh, given recent records, um, I remember that that deadline day when we were hoping for a few exciting signings, and we got no disrespect to him, Stephen Henderson, who got injured after forty five minutes and never played again. Um, but how would you summarise this one? How would you rate this January transfer window as a whole for Pompey? Given you know taking everything everything into consideration, where we are on the table, the signings we've made, the, the outgoings as well. Do you think Pompey have strengthened in comparison to where they were at the start of the window? Well, it's not as bad as that uh, that window you spoke about a minute ago. <laughs> if I remember rightly, Kyle Bennett left on the same day, I think. Um, but no, it's been good. I think we're in a better position than we were sort of this time a couple of weeks ago. Whether the squad's stronger than it was at the beginning of January, I don't know. Would it have been different if we possibly got the manager in sooner and had a bit more time to do our business? Again, it's all with some buts. But I think if you're looking at what sort of the philosophy of the club and what they want to do, I think it's been a successful, successful window, obviously. Mm. Riley Towler's looked really, really good since he's come in. Um, Paddy Lane on paper is a great signing as well. And then the loads are sort of going to fit in, fit inside and, and help us for the rest of the season. Um, would I have liked Pompey to spend more money? Yes, but I think that's that's every football fan is going to say that regardless of who you support. Um, it's yeah. I'm, I mean, it it fits the bill for for what the club want to do. Mm. It's obviously I, I understand a lot of fans are frustrated with uh, not signing Giovanni Brown. Um, Likewise, I am as well because he's been excellent this season. But yeah, I mean, you can't be too greedy as a football fan and especially sort of given how little time John Moussinho had to make yeah. the signings. I think I think it's been a successful successful week or, week or two in the transfer market. I think there is one fan base that probably would disagree with that statement, Sam, in regards to fans wanting their club to spend a bit more money. Chelsea. Chelsea? Yeah. Yeah, there you yeah, go. They've spent incredible amounts of Mavis transfer window. Um but yeah, Pompey aren't Chelsea, put it that way. Um, a text here from Anonymous, Sam, wants you to take your blue tinted glasses off. Oh, OK. I don't, I don't know what you've said, but Anonymous, if, you, if you'd like to get back in touch, let us know um, what, what Sam said. <laughs> let us know. Um, 81400, our text number here at Express FM. Don't forget, Pompey fans, if you want to have your say, start those messages with the word Express. If you want to give Sam a slap on the wrist... <laughs> then do get in touch. Um, Andy Ford says, Paddy Lane, what a quality signing for Pompey um, on Twitter. Anthony Hess says, unlike others, quietly content with Pompey's business this window, a 20-year-old centre-back has already proved himself a 22-year-old centre-back from Man United. Last season's young player of League One, Paddy Lane, and 28-year-old goalkeeper who's looked good so far. Oh, and most importantly, the special John. Let's get behind them. Anthony Hess on Twitter. Uh, getting involved there. Okay, there's plenty going on in and around Fratton Park tomorrow as well as the usual fan zone outside the Fratton end, the DJ set up there and the Piglet's Pantry cabin too. Pompey are also supporting Green Football Weekend the world's biggest football campaign to tackle climate change. Robbie James has been speaking to Alex 
Tatner, the club's impact and sustainability officer, about what fans can do to help out and play their part on a match day. We're in the new year now, you know, week by week, it kind of starts to get a, a bit warmer. And, and just kind of thinking, you know, it, it's driving to, to a match day if you live close and you're able to, to walk. Is that something that you can do instead? For, for someone who lives a bit far away, trying to, you know, drive out of Bretton is an absolute nightmare on a match day. So, you know, I'll start getting the train, you know, using public transport. Um, you know, we've got e-scooters all around the ground now. So it's just those, those really kind of small things that you can do. Um, you know, when you're outside the ground, if, if you're kind of thirsty for, for, for water, for example, just, you know, waiting five minutes till you're in the ground and then, you know, you don't have to go and buy a, a plastic bottle full. You know, you've got the, the complimentary fountains inside. So it's, as fans, it's just the little things. And, you know, 18,000 of us, if, if we all take, you know, one small, one small step, you know, it makes a huge impact over the course of a season. And, you know, you think every club in, every club in the country does that, then over the course of a year, it, it's absolutely massive. Alex Tatner there speaking to Robbie James, mentioning some great ways to get in and around Fratton Park um, on a match day without um, affecting the climate too much. Uh, mentions the, the rental e-scooters outside the grounds as well. Highly advised, very nifty, very useful to get in and around the city. However, wear a helmet. Don't be a fool like me. Wear a helmet if you're going to ride one. We will hear the full extent of that of that chat with Alex uh, before kickoff on Pompey Live tomorrow afternoon, of course, starting from 2 o'clock um, at Fratton Park. A reminder now, then, that you can also have your say on tonight's show right from the comfort of your own home, or even if you're listening on your way to or from work this evening. Whatever you're up to, all you have to do is pick up your phone, follow one of these methods, send a text to 81400, start your message with the word express, followed, of course, by whatever you have to say. Finish with your name as well. You can send an email to sport at expressfm.com, tweet using at expressfm, or visit facebook.com forward slash Pompey Live. On there, you can either comment or um, use uh, our, our messenger service as well. You can send us a direct message on Facebook. So, plenty of ways to get involved. So, it's absolutely no excuse. Don't just, um, yeah, just don't fly a plane overhead or something. We won't be able to see it from in here in the studio. You can send a text, email, or get involved on Facebook or Twitter. Right, we heard earlier on from Deshaun Bernard, but now let's find out what signing number two of Deadline Day had to say upon his arrival. Paddy Lane made the permanent switch from the Fylde Coast to the South Coast on Tuesday evening and he was first asked by Max Swatton to describe exactly how it feels to be a Pompey player. Brilliant, you know, obviously the deal's been in the works last couple of days and I'm absolutely over the moon to get it over the line. Just looking forward to getting going and meeting all the lads now, really. How did it feel when you first heard that Portsmouth are interested? Well, I've played twice at Fratton now and both times it's been unbelievable. I remember walking out from the tunnel both times thinking this is superb. So when I heard Pompey were interested, it was a no-brainer for me really. I sort of said to my agent, I said, if we can, I need to go down there and buzzing to be here and get it over the line really on deadline day. What do you know about Portsmouth as a, as a football club? Obviously, I know it's a club with rich traditions and, and its history. You know, you've got players that have been here and, and it's been in the Premier League. Do you know what I mean? It's a massive club and, you know, I'm hoping that we can get back to them levels so in in, uh, in soon coming times but yes yeah, it's, it's a club with a lot of history and you know I'm hoping to add to that history maybe really. As you said you've played at Fratton Park before as an opposition player so how much does the prospect of playing there on Saturday excite you? Yeah like I said I've, I've walked out at Fratton two times now and both times you know I've looked around me and I, I just couldn't believe it the fans are superb and to now be on the other side of that the home team I'm looking forward to it and you know it's going to be great to walk out on Saturday. Um, and just looking forward to getting to, to meet them all and, and you know meet the players and get going. 
Now, you're prominently a right winger, so just tell us how you like to play and some of your best attributes. Yeah, I like to play off the right. I like to come in on my left foot and, you know, get balls in the box and take shots and take risks. I like to create chances, but I'll also work hard for the team. I'll do my job off the ball. And, yeah, I like to be able to get the crowd off their seat, really, and make sure they've paid to watch a game, so give them what they've come for, really. What have your chats with John Messino been like? Yeah, brilliant. Um, since I first spoke to the gaffer, it's, it's been you know one-way street. He's, he sounds really good and he speaks really well and about the ideas he's got for the club and the ideas he's got with me. And I'm just looking forward to getting to working with him and the rest of the lads. Now it's currently deadline day. You've got your first training session on Thursday. How much are you looking forward to meeting a new squad of players? That's it. I'm, I'm just buzzing now to get to know everyone and you know form them connections with with the new players and again walking out on, on the, sta- the stadium on Saturday with with them and you know look, looking forward to really working hard to get 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 the club where they belong. What do you feel you can add to this squad? I feel I can I can add goals. I can add creativity and you know I tend to have a good personality around the place. So I hope you know I can get on with the rest of the lads and, and create a good a good vibe with everyone really. Just talking about it off camera, what familiar names have you have you spoken to? Um about to Ellis, Ellis Harrison, uh, he spoke highly of it and he just said to me, you know, he's absolutely buzzing for me to get, get down here and, and, and play it play at Fratton and, and get settled really and, and get into the games and, and the training. I spoke to Carl Johnson as well ages ago, but Carl Johnson spoke highly of the club as well. So yeah, two great great references and you know if players are talking about that talking about the club like that then it's, it's a no-brainer. Now you joined the club from Fleetwood. How did you find your time there? Yeah, loved love Fleetwood. I'll be forever grateful for Fleetwood for giving me the platform to, you know, play in League One. And it's a great club, and it's um, it's creating history day in day out with what they're doing really. So I'll I'll always be grateful for Fleetwood. And you won the EFL Young Player of the Season award last year. Just describe the the last season for you and what it was like. Last season was a dream. It was. You know, it's it's a season anyone dreams of, especially as a 20, 21 year old going into the league. And you know, I'm hoping to replicate more of that form at Pompey now. You know, I've got a fresh start, and you know, the gaffer believes in me, and I'm hoping to you know carry on that form from last season, really. And talking about last season, you featured in that thrilling three-all draw <laughs> at, at Fratton Park for Fleetwood. You scored an absolute worldie. <laughs> what are your memories of that day? Again, walking out, I remember thinking, imagine playing at a place like this every week, and it came about and. I'm just buzzing to be down here and hopefully score another one of them for, for, for our fans this time around. And just describe your footballing journey before Fleetwood. Um, I came up through non-league. I was at a team called Hyde United in Manchester. Went from uh, Hyde to Farsi and then Farsi got in touch with Fleetwood about me and went in on trial with Fleetwood. Managed to get a contract and worked my way up through there and obviously now I'm here, which again, couldn't, couldn't be more happy with. Now you're coming from the far coast to the south coast. What do you think a, a fresh start can do for you as a player? Loads, you know, confidence-wise and, and uh, just, just a refresh and a reset, you know, having a gaffer that believes in me and whatnot, it's, it's going to be great for myself. And, you know, again, I'm looking forward to getting to know a new group of players and seeing what, seeing what relationships I can form with them. Now, you've arrived at the club in January, halfway through the season. What are your aims between now and then, both personally and as a team? Well, personally, I just want to play as best as I can and, you know, help the team in whatever way I can, whether it's goals, assists, or even just getting them points at the weekends, you know, and then hopefully them points can start building momentum and get get the club to where they belong. And just finally, to round us off, have you got a message for the Pompey fans? I'm just really excited to, to play in front of you, get to meet you all and, you know, hopefully score some goals so that we can all celebrate together and, you know, get the club back to where it belongs.
Paddy Lane speaking for the first time as a blue there. Hopefully we'll see a bit of him tomorrow at Fratton Park. And that clash with Barnsley is one me and Sam will be previewing shortly. After the break, we'll look ahead to this weekend's League One schedule and hear John Messino's pre-match comments too. He's been speaking about the quality in the side led by Michael Duff. The manager's got them really well drilled and their league position shows that and they haven't played that many games in the league actually as well. So they're a real attacking threat, well organised at the back, as you would expect from a Michael Duff side. And one other thing, we'll challenge for promotion this year. We'll take a listen to the rest of that interview as well as a guide looking into Pompey's next opponent, Barnsley, when the Football Hour returns after this. This is the Football Hour, 93.7 Express FM. Whether you're out with your mates, catching the latest blockbuster or just enjoying late night bus rides. From 7pm every day, you can take advantage of a night Rider ticket, taking you from A to B and everywhere in between. Simply purchase your night Rider ticket on the bus or using the Stagecoach app to get unlimited travel anywhere on the whole of the Stagecoach South for just £2.50. The world is your oyster. Visit stagecoachbus.com for timetable and ticket information. This is the Football Hour 93.7 Express FM. Hello there and welcome to the third and final part of tonight's edition of the Football Hour right here on 93.7 Express FM. This show, as well as the replay of it throughout the Apple, Google and Spotify podcast platforms, is supported by our good friends over at Stagecoach South. Download their app now from your preferred app store to prepay for your tickets, track location of your nearest bus stop and view live timetables too. Very shortly, we'll hear from John Musino, who provides his pre-match thoughts ahead of tomorrow's visit of Barnes to PO4. But first, an investigation into the opponents with Mason Jordan. Mason, take it away. Pompey suffered their first defeat under new boss John Messino at Peterborough last week. This time around, however, the Blues are back on home soil. They welcome Barnsley to PO4. Pompey Live, this week's opposition. Deadline day brought with it two new Pompey signings with both Deshaun Bernard and Paddy Lane linking up with the squad, which had been bolstered by the additions of Riley Towler and Matt Macy earlier in the January transfer window. Will the new faces bring with them the instant impact Pompey need? It's almost time to find out, but first, a closer look into the opposition they face at Fratton Park. Manager. Northern Irishman Michael Duff is currently the manager of Barnsley. The 45-year-old has just one previous experience in a managerial role before his appointment at the South Yorkshire Club last summer, spending four years in charge of Cheltenham Town. Prior to that, he had been in charge of the Burnley Reserves. In 2021, Duff led Cheltenham to their first ever automatic promotion from League Two and into the third tier, subsequently guiding the Robins to the league title and going up as champions. And a fun fact about Michael Duff, he's believed to be the only player to have played in each of the top eight tiers of English football in ascending order. Also registered 24 senior appearances in defence for the Northern Ireland national team. One to watch. 32-year-old forward James Norwood is our one to watch on this occasion. The former Forest Green and Tranmere Talisman signed for the Tykes last summer, having spent three years at Ipswich Town, where he scored 26 goals in 77 appearances. 
Northwood reps squad number nine and so far this term has scored six league goals. Top scorer. It's James Norwood's striking partner who leads the way in front of goal, however. Former Manchester City youth product Devante Cole has hit seven goals in League One across the season so far. The 27-year-old, who wears the number 44 shirt, has also found the back of the net in the FA Cup, scoring in the Tykes' 3-0 victory over Crew Alexandra in round two back in November. Despite topping the goal-scoring charts for his side, Cole has struggled to produce in any of his last seven appearances in all competitions, last bagging against Burton Albion at Oakwell on the 17th of December. Current form. Michael Duff's side currently occupies sixth place in League One, following an accumulation of 46 points from 26 matches. The Tykes are 12 points behind second-place Sheffield Wednesday, who have played one more game at this stage. Whilst Portsmouth were unoccupied in midweek, the second could not be said for Barnsley who were away again on Wednesday night Oxford United welcomed them to the Cassam Stadium they won that game by two goals to one thanks to goals from Bobby Thomas and Nicky Cadden but have not had much time to rest since then travelling straight down to the south coast preparing for this weekend's game the last time these two sides faced off, it was Pompey who came out victorious, recording a 4-2 win at Fratton Park in the fourth round of the FA Cup back in January 2020. Can the Blues get back to winning ways, or will it be two without victory come 5pm on Saturday? All the unmissable action on Pompey Live. A closer look into Barnsley there, ahead of the first meeting between the two sides this season, following the postponement of the reverse fixture at Oakwell, which was pencilled in to take place way back in September, called off as a mark of respect due to the sad passing of Her Majesty Queen Elizabeth II just 48 hours prior. OK, let's now hear the pre-match thoughts of John Musino, who's with Max Watton. Well, John, let's talk about Tuesday. First of all, you had your first full training session with everyone together. How did you find it? Yeah, I mean, it was great. The The intensity was there. And like you said, it was the first time we've had everyone together for a full session. Uh, obviously, with the games that we had last week, they had modified sessions on the Monday and on the Thursday. And the day before a game is is more about just getting a couple of bits into the lads before uh, before the game the next day and some set pieces. So it was really pleasing. It was really pleasing to have everyone out there training, fit and firing. And the most important thing is, is how well they trained and with a lot of intensity. And Tuesday was also deadline day. You managed to get Deshaun and Paddy through the door. How pleased were you with those additions? Yeah, really pleased. I think we, we had you know a couple of targets and they were right at the top of the list. So um, we obviously knew that with some of the injuries and with Mike going out to Cambridge, we needed some cover at the back and Deshaun provides us with that. And he's got excellent pedigree coming from not just Man United, but in terms of the last two loans he's had at Salford and Hull. So he's got experience in the league, which is quite rare uh, to get if you have a, a 23s loan. That's, that was really pleasing to, to get Deshaun in. It's probably one of the, the targets we didn't think we'd be able to get at the start of the transfer window. And then uh, Paddy topped it off nicely as well on Tuesday evening uh, to get a player of that quality come in with the season that he had last year. I think it's one that everybody's really excited about. What attributes can those two bring to the squad? Yeah, well, Deshaun provides cover across the back line. He's, he's quite versatile. Uh, he can play uh, centre-half. He can play right-sided centre-half. And he's got a lot of physicality about him he's very quick he's very strong but he's also excellent on the ball and when he has gone out on loan he's done brilliantly well so that experience that he can provide even though he's only young he's only 22 he is going to provide us with a bit more experience in, in terms of cover at the back and so that's something that we were really excited about with with Paddy uh, Paddy's a very uh, you know that's probably the, the opposite of, of Deshaun he's, he's, he's got a lot of guile uh, I think his 
attacking threat is his certainly his best attribute. Very, very creative and very clever player and, and the sort of player that you don't want to play against, but you want in your side. And uh, I think winning League One Young Player of the Year last year tells you everything you need to know coming from non-league and coming from part-time football. He's done brilliantly well. And again, he's a really exciting addition to have into the squad. What do you, as a manager, look for from new players bedding into the squad? I think it's just that. It's, it's how they bed in to make sure that First of all, socially, they're, they're comfortable around the place and we like to make it a really welcoming environment. And I know from the welcome that I got from everyone here, it's a really easy place to, to settle in, not just in the squad, but with, with all of the staff and everyone around the city. So that's the most important thing. You know, if you look at both of them, they've come from a long way, a long, a long way away up north and they've, they've come down to a new city and it's going to be chaotic and it's going to be hectic and it's a big shift for them. So that's the most important thing to, to get them settled down to get them training, to get some sort of normality around their routine. And you always get players that come in when they're new and, and, and they train well and, and they catch the eye because they provide something different and that's great. And it's just about integrating them into the group as quickly as possible. On to the weekend, back at Fratton Park, Barnsley are the visitors. What are you expecting from them? A very good side who I, I saw play last night at Oxford and were excellent, very well organised. And the manager's got them really well drilled and their league position shows that and they haven't played that many games in the league actually as well. So... They are they're a, they're a real attacking threat, well organised at the back, as you would expect from a Michael Duff side. And one other thing, will challenge for promotion this year. Joe Rafferty's been back in training since Monday. How's his recovery going? Will he make it in time for Saturday? Yeah, we'll we'll have a look at Joe tomorrow and see see how he's done. But he's been back in full training this week, which is really pleasing. So it's great to have an extra body around and possibly in contention for Saturday, which is which is brilliant from our perspective because. I think we've missed him uh, since since he's come out. Zach's done absolutely brilliantly, but to have a bit of competition um, across those across the right back area, I think with uh, with Kieran as well and with Sean that can come in and possibly play there, that's really exciting for for us to have those sort of options. So yeah, really pleased for Joe. Really pleased that he's got through this week, and he just needs to obviously keep training hard, um, keep injury free. It's one we're not going to push, and we're going to make sure that he's right before we fully push him to get back in. And if that's for the weekend, then then great. But we'll have a, a good chat about that tomorrow morning and, and figure that out before then. And is there any other injury news we should know about? No, everything everything is as normal at the moment, which is which is great for me, and gives me a bit of a selection headache going into the weekend. Perfect. And then just finally, obviously, as I said, back at Fratton Park this weekend, you've had one taste of of PI four action before. What are your sort of memories of that? Sort of two weeks on, and how much are you looking forward to experiencing that again? Yeah, I mean, it was an amazing weekend to come in on the Friday in the in the, that sort of whirlwind atmosphere and everything that, that went on here and then at the, at the ground on, on Saturday was, was absolutely incredible. Obviously, to win the game made it you know, very, very special. And to, to hear what I heard in the, in the second half, which was Fratton Park, I think, at its best, it was just it was brilliant. That's what we need. The players feed off it. I know the fans feed off what they see on the pitch. And, you know, the combination of the two is, is really potent. And, and I think that hopefully we can make Fratton Park a real force to be reckoned with again tomorrow for the rest of the season and beyond. And yeah, it's a real privilege to be in the, in the home dugout there and it's actually quite a relief to not be on the receiving end of, um, of, of, of obviously what you see at Fratton Park every week. John Bassino speaking ahead of tomorrow's game um, against Barnsley at Thratton Park. Then uh, let's get some um, text tweets and emails with final ones coming into the show um, this evening. Gav Jones on the emails got in touch. Thank you very much. Gav says, as exciting as the signing of Deshaun Bernard is, I just don't see Raggett being pushed out of the team as quickly and as easily as that. Raggett has been a first-team regular for pretty much every single game, so for him to suddenly be benched just 
doesn't seem uh, very probable. I've seen people talking about moving Owen Dale to the left-hand side to make room for Paddy Lane to come in on the right. Do we think Dale would be more comfortable playing on the other side of the pitch, or would it be a case of square pegs in round holes? We'll find out tomorrow. Gav Jones on the emails, thank you very much for getting in touch. I can only apologise we were uh, supposed to be talking a bit about the Milton End redevelopment plans and uh, the update on where Steve Cripps and his PMC team are with that. Unfortunately, we have run out of time. So what we're going to do, we're going to have a look tomorrow as Pompey take on Barnsley. We'll have a look for ourselves and then on Monday, we'll gauge the opinions of fans. We'll talk a bit more about the redevelopment of Fratton Park and the latest update with the Milton End as well. A bit of news to bring you before we do say goodbye and get those score predictions in uh, with Sam Macy. Joe Rafferty back in full training, pictured um, on the grass this week. So a potential return for him. And according to our colleague Andy Moon from BBC Radio Sodent reporting this week that Tom Lowry is nearing a return as well, hopefully within the next fortnight or so. So some potential um, exciting names to look out for on the team sheet at Fratton Park tomorrow afternoon. Uh, again, Sam Macy, I'd like your score prediction for, please, my my friend, uh, thank you very much for coming on the show. What do you reckon for tomorrow's game? No worries, Jake. It's always a pleasure to come on. Um, I think it's going to be a one-all draw. Um, mm. I think Barnsley are tough. Um, yeah. And I think we're still needing time mm. to gel under the manager. So I'm, I'm, I'm going to go with one-all with uh, a goal from Colby Bishop. <laughs> Lovely. Thank you very much, Sam Macy. I'm going to go for a 2-1 Pompey win. And you can catch all of the unmissable action tomorrow afternoon on Pompey Live from 2 o'clock. The unmissable action. This is Pompey Live. John Messino's 100% winning record as Pompey boss came to an end on Saturday. Clark Harris strikes it, scores. Firmly struck into the bottom corner. Macy goes the right way, but he had no chance. It's a good penalty. The Blues return to Fratton Park next to take on Barnsley. Join us for all of the unmissable action Saturday afternoon from 2. Pompey Live on Express FM with Aqua Cars. That's right, tomorrow afternoon from 2 o'clock, live from Fratton Park, myself, Robbie James and Pompey Women's Head Coach Jay Sadler will be on hand to bring you all of the build-up, half-time analysis, post-match reaction of Pompey taking on Barnsley in League One with Andy Moon and Guy Whittingham from BBC Radio Sodom providing the commentary in between. Thank you very much once again to Sam Macy for joining me on the Football Hour this evening. Thank you to Hugh Bunks for trying to get through on the show tonight. We'll get him on um, as per payback um, on a show a little later on i am sure i will be back on monday evening same time six o'clock here um, in studio two the express fm hq i'll be joined alongside andy mitchellmore and joe woods as well we'll be talking about what we hope to be uh, maximum points for pompey against barnsley tomorrow and we'll come on to preview a big month of february ahead for the blues if you have uh, missed parts of tonight's show or you just want to listen back to this evening's edition of the football hour you can you can head to the apple or google podcast apps you can visit our website expressfm.com in around about half an hour time or you can visit spotify as well you can replay tonight's show as well as any other show from the past couple of seasons coming up right after the news at seven express floor fillers right the way through to the early hours of saturday morning but until then pompey fans have yourselves a fantastic friday evening thank you for listening take care good night